This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Disruptors have assembled. Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. Who's that? Benoit Blanc, the detective? Mr. Prompt, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start? BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Arvin and Sharmila. And we are reviewing... I think I think it's easily one of our most anticipated movies of the year, that's safe to say, which is Glass Onion, colon, A Knives Out Mystery. <laughs> I think the second part is essential to understand why it was one of our most anticipated movies of the year, right? Because mm-hmm. Knives Out was one of those dark horse releases. Nobody expected it to do as well as it did. Ended up becoming, I think, quite a pop culture reference and, and this massive hit. So obviously a sequel... Uh, a side quill is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, but I also think that you don't have to know Knives Out or you don't have to have watched Knives Out to to appreciate or to understand Glass Onion. It's loosely connected uh, through Benoit Blanc. Uh, he's the only <laughs> one, that the, the recurring character there. Um, so I want to just say, right, like, like for starters, I really like this movie, like really, really enjoyed it. But I don't see what all the fuss is about. Because a lot of people are saying that it's better than Knives Out. It has uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, they're calling it one of the best movies of the year. I, I didn't get that memo from the movie. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic holiday movie. It's a worthy sequel to Knives Out. But it's not even close to the first one in terms of quality. It, it doesn't make that a bad movie. But I didn't experience the the best movie of 2022 vibe the same way a lot of other people did. And I think that simply because it doesn't have a strong enough plot, which we will come to, but I just wanted to get your thoughts, initial thoughts on the the movie itself. Yeah, I think, okay, a part of this is when twenty nine when it was twenty nineteen and Knives Out came out, um, again I think I didn't know what to expect. I went to the cinema, you know, hundred percent because Chris Evans was in it. Um, you know, thought it would be fun. Ryan Johnson doing a kind of indie looking project, mm. uh, indie looking but with a lot of big names. But I came away just completely blown away, right? So I don't know whether in a sense um, my expectations for this were very high. I am pretty much on the same page with you in that I thought this was a great fun watch, um, a great mystery romp. It had all of the ingredients that makes it a, a really, I think, an, an, a fun night in, a great movie that I could probably re-watch many times and still enjoy. I also don't think it's as good as Knives Out. Mm, I'm a little bit surprised, I think, at the level of critical acclaim that the movie has been getting since it released a few days ago. Um, mostly just because I'm like, yeah, it's it's fun. Is it that great? Like, it's okay. Um, I think I, I would definitely watch more of these, but I don't know that I would think it is better than Knives Out. No, I can. I think I can just like confidently say that it's not. Um, but coming back to the plot, so 
without spoiling anything and getting into too many details, uh, Glass Onion is, is loosely connected, like we said, to Knives Out. Um, it's about a tech billionaire named Miles Braun who invites his closest friends um, and his oldest friends, I think, to a private island uh, for a holiday and to solve the, the mystery of his quote-unquote murder it's one of those like murder games that rich people do for some reason <laughs> and get their friends together um but then obviously obviously things go wrong um and an actual murder happens and benoit blanc has to solve the case um i think that's as much as we can say without giving anything away um and also i think that's the best way to get into this movie if you haven't seen it already don't don't burden yourself with too many details it's very nice to see the to see the layers unfold <laughs> oh, nice. on screen. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And this was true even for Knives Out, right? To be honest, the less you mm. knew about it, the f- the more fun you have. Because at the heart of these movies, they are meant to be these homage to Agatha Christie type mysteries where you're constantly left guessing. Every person could be could potentially be the murderer. Everyone has a motive. Um, and all of that is there. Um, the Glass Onion does those parts really well. We've mentioned Benoit Blanc a couple of times already. Um, I have to say that I think that without Daniel Craig, who in Knives Out was perhaps um, more of a very notable supporting character, in this one, he's kind of graduated to being the thing that holds everything everything together. Because while he's not a lead per se, this is still very much an ensemble film. Um I think without him, this story would fall apart. I think that he, Benoit Blanc at this point, is holding together this mystery. And Daniel Craig is just so much fun to watch. I'm sure we'll talk about it more later. Um, and part of the pleasures of, of The Glass Onion is watching this incredible cast of actors just hamming it up, um, you know, being, uh, dialing it up to 110%. People like Edward Norton, uh, Catherine Hahn, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, uh, Janelle Monet. I think so many reasons why this film is so much fun to watch. And that's why I think it's getting the kind of praise it is. Uh, On the flip side, though, I think that also becomes a little bit of the negative, right? Because part of the reason why Knives Out was so interesting was the very um, opaque, closed, intimate feel that the movie had. You know, it was cold outside. They were all in like this house in the middle of nowhere. This is almost the exact opposite. It's like the Greek islands and it's sunny and everything is beautiful and luxurious and rich and the people are not a group of um, quirky, weird family members. These are like super famous, rich, wealthy people. So I think those contrasts changes the tone. In fact, it sometimes feels like it's almost a different movie. It feels like a different movie. Um, I, I love that you brought up the tone because it takes a while before the mystery starts to happen, which was very mm. odd to me. Like uh, the, the movie takes a long time to build up the, the characters and then it doesn't actually do a good job at building up anyone. It just spends a lot of time with them. You don't know their backstories. Uh, you don't know why they are behaving the way they are behaving. Um, but then by the time we come around to the actual mystery or the, the core of the film, it's like an hour later. Um, and even then, there's no actual time for things to slowly um, unfold or for, for the mystery to prolong, then you are sort of like just bashed with a lot of information and a lot of, we, we can't say much, but a lot of other things that you didn't expect. It's fun. It's unexpected. I appreciated the the writing and the writing is like very, very strong. The way everything is put together and the way this web was constructed. 
but to me this it just felt tonally off like i don't i don't know what it was i don't know whether they were having so much fun just playing in that sandbox with all these big names uh, with each other to a point where the mystery became the secondary thing in a mystery movie and i would have liked the mystery or the crime to be in the forefront line instead of taking a, a back seat you know so exactly that right you said earlier how the plot is not as strong as knives out um i agree i think that this as a mystery um does the thing that I get annoyed with a lot of mystery novels or uh, movies for doing, which is um, it doesn't play fair. Like, I don't want to give away the plot, but it kind of does a little bit of a cheat reveal at one point where you're like, oh, this is what it is. But as an audience member, you would have never been able to guess it. It's not something that's been laid out for you. And when it's revealed, you're like, ah, I didn't see that. But no, this is 100%. It's a bit of a cheat. Uh, That was one thing that while in the in the watching of the film I enjoyed, I, you know, I didn't appreciate as a mystery fan. Uh, the other thing I think, and I think this might be quite important, you actually don't care about any of them. You don't care about the no. murder victim. You don't care about this group of people. Most of them are not very likable at all. Um, and again, you know, I don't want to keep comparing it to Knives Out, but then with Knives Out, you really cared about the victim. Uh, you also, even though you may not like every person in that family, you cared about their relationships and uh, they felt in a way, real versions of people you might know. Um, this ensemble peop- of, of people um, feel very much like types, you know, uh, the the politician, the rich mm. socialite, the um, YouTuber who's um, politically incorrect. And, and that's really it. We don't know anything else about them. And the only thing that sails it through is that the actors playing them are really, really good. So you're kind of along for the ride. Oh, I definitely want to come back to those like stereotypes because I have um, I have a personal theory as to why this movie is doing so well and what some people resonate with in the movie. And it has to do with those stereotypes and those caricatures. Um, I think we can talk about that when we come back, but we do have to take a very quick break. Um, have you seen Glass Onion? Did you like Glass Onion? What did you think? Let us know on WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio or you can write to us at movies at bfm.my. Bring forth Moolah, BFM 89.9. How many of these boxes did you create? Five, one for each of my friends. No test boxes, no prototypes. My, my puzzle guy barely got the five done in time and he apprenticed with Ricky Jay. And once the boxes are open and the puzzle's completed, is there any way to close them again? To, to reset them? Hang on, hang on. Someone reset the box. Someone reset the box. They oh, sent it to oh, you oh, as a gag. Miles is doing a murder mystery. Let's invite Benoit freaking Blanc. Oh. I am mortified. I, I don't... Why? I, I've got the predefinite detective in the world at my murder mystery party. That is so legit. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Arvin and Sharmila, and we are reviewing Glass Onion, colon, A Knives Out Mystery, <laughs> uh, which is, of course, the sequel to Knives Out, or sort of sidequel, as you mentioned, to Knives Out. Uh, so before the break, we were talking about how the characters are played by really good actors and really good performers, right? But they play uh, stereotypes or, or sort of cardboard cutout versions of certain tropes and, and certain personalities. Um, so I think, I think um, Ryan Johnson is known to be very vocal about his beliefs and he infuses those beliefs in his movies, right? 
this movie is clearly a very quote unquote left wing liberal leaning sort of project that takes shots at a lot of right wing uh, archetypes and personalities so you have like you said that the eccentric tech billionaire played by Edward Norton uh, you have the Joe Rogan twitch alpha bro type played by Dave Bautista uh, the racist actress you have the politician type and i wonder if uh, that that strong stance that the movie takes set very well with mainstream critics and a lot of mainstream critics we know are sort of also in that same bubble and and share those same opinions right um and i don't want to turn like our short review into like a political debate for anyone listening and then to make this like very you know like super like this us against them kind of thing but the parodying of the quote unquote enemy made a lot of people love this movie more um or maybe had a a more personal attachment or or more political attachment to love this movie i don't know i'm just i'm guessing because the movie does take those shots and they are strong shots and you can see where the movie is leaning to look it's impossible to watch um, edward norton's mild miles braun and not think of elon musk right especially in today's landscape of course the movie was conceptualized before we saw the the whole elon musk twitter meltdown and all of the current mm. drama but the parallels are there um you're right even with uh, dave bautista and a number of personalities including joe rogan I am inclined to agree that I think it does hit a particular sweet spot for the um American critic pool uh, that these are topics and tropes that would resonate with them and I mean to give the film and Ryan Johnson plenty of credit it takes those tropes it is very clever with what it's doing mm-hmm. um so in a sense I think you can forgive it that that sort of leaning but yeah I I also wondered whether that's why it was doing so well that not only is it a really good mystery experience oh it also has political commentary and so let's give it extra points which um which, which might be part of the reason why it's doing well I'm not sure I don't know whether I appreciate it how superficial the characterization was um Same. only because i feel like these characters are not even particularly revolutionary like don't look up actually did very similar send ups of very similar characters um and in a way something like knives out I don't know. I just remember how it knives out. You also didn't get a lot of time with each of the characters, but you understood who they were. The same way Wes Anderson is able to present 20 different characters who might get like three lines each, but you immediately understand what makes them tick. Um with Glass Onion, everyone just feels like exactly what they are. You said cardboard cutout. Most of them are cardboard cutouts being played extremely well. And and that's really it. I would have loved some nuance with some of the characters especially like if you have a Dave Bautista who's a good actor um and he's like he's playing the Joe Rogan type right or the or the Twitch streamer bro type um I would have liked to have known why he is the way he is because it, at one point we see him living with his mom um and we see that he has some sort of he has some sort of an emotional No but even that him. is a as you said a, a sort of uh, left um trope right oh you're yeah. all like big on twitch and whatever and you're this huge um, men's rights activist but actually you're a bit of a loser who like gets told off by your mom it it yeah. is again a trope and a stereotype it's a stereotype it's a super stereotype 
Um, and Ryan Johnson is a, is a very smart writer and director. Like he brings so much, uh, like in The Last Jedi, he brought so much nuance to that conversation in, this, in a Star Wars movie um, and everyone hated him for it. I would have loved to have seen that nuance in a movie like this because I think <laughs> it would have helped so much. Um, can we talk about the performances though? Because yes. like everyone was having so much fun. You could see that they were enjoying just like ping-ponging off of each other and each other's skill sets and talent. Um, I want to single out Edward Norton because I've always loved Edward Norton. I think he got he got pushed out of Hollywood a little bit because of his, you know, he's, he's a difficult person to work with. We've seen in the, the news and stuff. But it was so nice seeing him in the same frame with a Daniel Craig or just bringing his his level of, you know, that, that gravitas to a role. I loved him. I loved him in this. I love watching Edward, Nort- Edward Norton go ham, um, you know, mm. and, and he does so well in this film. Uh, you... You both like him and deeply dislike him, um, yeah. and and it's it's such a great performance. I, I mean, I've already said I love Daniel Craig. I would watch ten more um, Knives Out mysteries with Benoit Blanc because he's just so good. That accent, the fashion, um, you know, the mm-hmm. the way he the way he. Um, doesn't hold the card so close to the chest that you're not quite sure what he's thinking or what he's doing. He's the perfect detective for this sort of thing. Uh, but in general, you know, Kate Hudson playing the the actress who um, is just a little bit past her prime and is still trying to struggle to be relevant. Catherine Hahn um, being sort of neurotic and, and uh, I don't know, I think every actor knew what they were signing up for. And I think that for all that we've maybe pointed out a number of things that we didn't like, um, I think that the movie holds up so well because it's just interesting to watch each of these actors at the top of their game, um, just vibing with each other in this crazy location that couldn't possibly be real. Um, and so many little like jokey Easter eggs, right? Um, cameos from people like Stephen Sondheim and Angela oh, Lansbury. Um, a Joseph Gordon-Levitt cameo, which you had to tell me about because I didn't even realize it was him. Um, yeah, there's just so much to enjoy if you're a movie nerd. So much to enjoy. I love the cameos. Um, and there are so, so, so many cameos. And you, some of them, you don't even understand why. You're like, what, what was this person doing? Or how is this person so Like, free? did you want a Greek vacation? Is that what this was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that why you showed up? Um, you said you can do, you can do like any number of these movies, right? Like again and again and again. Benoit Blanc, as, as long as Daniel Craig is, is up for it and is having fun with it, um, I think it'll be fun. I So I had this sort of conflict. Like, I don't know if I want to watch so many Knives Out mystery movies or if I would like Netflix to turn this into a, a TV show. Because I think like hour-long episodes with a Benoit Blanc or even a mini-series, that would work so well. Because then it wouldn't have the heft or the, or the burden of those two hours, which is like Glass Onion was way too long for its own good. I thought like two hours and 10 minutes, way too long for that movie. But I think I would enjoy like a six-episode season of Benoit Blanc, Mysteries and, and Adventures. Oh, I don't know, you know. I think I like it being contained into a movie that you get like once every two years. I think uh, like a Benoit Blanc is too big and too fun a character to be contained within a TV show maybe. Um, and also I think I like the notion of each mystery just being its own thing that you get a little taster of and then you move on. So the same way you'd read a, an Agatha Christie book. Um, I like this format. Um, I just think 
think though that maybe they don't need to lean in so much into the this started feeling like parody at a certain point um like like they were making fun of the their own tropes and their own um their own i think the the central characters started feeling too satirical and i i think i don't want it to lean there i would rather they keep it quite squarely a mystery but with dark humor dark humor and definitely go back to the knives out way of telling the stories i i love the knives out vibe so much more than glass onion but then being said glass onion is a super super fun movie we agree we like we criticize the movie but it is one of the i think one of the best movies i've seen this month at least <laughs> or on netflix maybe this year it's a very very fun time um so we've been talking about glass onion which is the sequel to knives out have you seen it did you like it did you not like it let us know at 0187898899 on whatsapp you can also find us on twitter tweet us at bfm radio or you can write to us at movies@bfm.my You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.